Hello, everybody, and welcome to the post week nine Canning Horns podcast. I'm with Jack. Jack, what's going on tonight, man? How you doing? Doing, doing well, partner. Um, had some of the the league managers up to Grand Rapids this past weekend, including yourself. Um, yep. Commissioner, of course, made his way over as he, uh, you know, doesn't miss a, a social event. So commissioner was here, Tallahassee and uh, and D Dog. So I'm not gonna lie, I'm still kind of tired from the weekend. I haven't gone out two nights in a row or, or drank two nights in a row like that. So um, I, th- I think by tomorrow morning I'll be I'll be full That's energy. Multi day hangover for you. Yeah, I, it's not like I even really felt. Like bad, just tired. But, just tired, a little but, lethargic. Yeah, a little lethargic. But we got the the bud latte out tonight. Um, keeping it light for the horn. Um, mm-hmm. Ready, ready to rock and roll. How are you doing, partner? Yeah, doing well. I think uh, this weekend was probably one of the most um, number of bets I've placed in like a like twenty four hour span. That I, I mean, I don't even know how long I was in Grand Rapids. A little over. Like, I don't know, 36 hours or so. Yeah, placed um, wagers. Placed, a, okay, I placed 25 bets, Jack. What do you think my profit or loss was? And keep in mind, I'm the, the biggest amateur gambler there is. I think he won 120 bucks. Oh, really good guess. $94. Nice. Nice. I would, I would say after placing 24 bets, that's a major win. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Not that it's a big dollar amount, but more just that the fact that I didn't lose money after placing that many bets to me is, is nice. Okay. Um, I also heard that, uh, well, you told me, I heard from you yourself, um, you were playing quite a bit of blackjack as well because oh, the yeah. casino's there. So how did blackjack treat you? I wish I would. I wish you could easily calculate like how much money you win or lost on in the DraftKings casino app, but it's not... Like you, I would have to go through and individually add up each bet, each hand. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's it's not easy to know. So I didn't bother with that, but I did. I think I did come out on top, but probably around a hundred bucks as well. Negligible, negligible uh, profit from blackjack, but I think I was overall up because nice. I doubled down on a hundred dollar hand and won that. So that was nice. That's a. It's uh, very risky. To be honest, I have uh, I've done very well and I've done very bad. Just sometimes, just like bored, and I fire up blackjack. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm grateful that that's not legal in the state of Illinois. Oh god, I wish it wasn't here. We were just like in the Uber, and I was just playing blackjack. Like, yeah, just what a bad habit. Yeah, remember um, I lost five hands in a row. I was like, oh yeah, I'll I'll hop. Let me let me do it. We're like literally a quarter mile away from home, and I lose five straight hands. <laughs> All right, shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down, dude. We, oh yeah, that was uh, that was fun though. Great, great trip to uh, to Grand Rapids. Visited my favorite brewery founders. Yeah. Um, all, all around good time. Good to get reacquainted with some of the the league members here. I'm sure um, I'll see some people over Thanksgiving as well. So looking forward to that. Um, diving into fantasy football though, Jack. Uh, we got a little bit of an outline here. We got we'll go through some recent transactions, recap what, what went down in week nine, uh, what we're looking forward to most from week ten. Uh, talk a little bit about the playoffs, Jack. They're they're on the horizon, and then we'll end things with um, the power rankings produced by our um, proprietary algorithm. Uh, jumping into Jacks to our transaction counter here, Jack. Um, I've noticed a little bit of a trend. And this isn't um, this isn't a criticism of anyone, but just something that I've picked up on is that there's been a high number of like decent, decently high waiver wire bids with no second bids for any amount of of uh, a fab. So I've seen this throughout the year too. I think we saw it with like Romeo Dobbs, um, certain people, but like Clay put twenty dollars on Deshaun Watson. And there was no other bids, even for a dollar. There's no uh, $18 bid Lane made on Gerald Everett. No, no significant bids. Same thing, $18 for Isaiah Likely. No significant bids. Uh, I put seven on Jeff Wilson. Um, no second bids. That's so that, surprising. That, that trend, 
yeah, the, the trend continues where um, somebody likes somebody and they think the rest of the league is going to take notice and go after them as well. And um, they're kind of just solo out there, the only people putting any money down. Yeah, no, super. I feel like the, the Deshaun Watson one is the most puzzling one of those, um, especially with Clay having Josh Allen. Um, you know, it, does he think people are going to trade for Deshaun Watson after one week before, you know, he plays one week and then it's a trade deadline? Um, does someone think, you know, does he think someone's going to trade for him? I don't know. Um, surprised that no one else uh, gambled on or uh, took a shot on Wilson um, going to, you know, the, the 49ers system down there in Miami. Um, and then, you know, uh, 18's a lot for Everett, but that one doesn't like, that one's not too crazy either. He's projected a lot of points. Mike Williams out. Tight end is kind of kind of scarce right now. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, interesting that you know some people don't don't bit, didn't bid on these guys as well. Yeah, I think I think you're right. We saw uh, one trade of significance last week. Actually, sorry, let me correct myself. This was insignificant. But Rondell Moore for Kenyon Drake. Um, any thoughts on that trade, Jack? Uh, I mean, wide receiver four for a, actually, Rondé Moore's been okay. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing really. I mean, yeah. Drake was a one week, one week rental. Uh, Gus Bus will be back. Dobbins may be back soon too. So, um, you know, D-Mal gave himself a, a better opportunity to win this week, uh, getting Drake who ended up having a really good game, but the game was already won for D-Mal at that point. And then um, maybe we can touch on this later, Jack. Uh, but I, I did want to get your your perspective on the Eckler feeling um, for Jonathan Taylor and um, did I get that wrong? No, yeah, it was Eckler and Thielen for Taylor and Alave. Yeah. Um, because I think you you've tanked SP's team with this trade. Yeah. Um, I'll just give my my thoughts on it right now. And then we can kind of talk about the ramifications of SP uh, potentially later there. Um, didn't feel great about Taylor at all. I, I don't like ankle injuries. Uh, you must cursed your team a little bit too. He did curse my team, man. We, we I don't know if we were 0-3 with him, with him or 1-3. Right. Uh, I don't remember that first week if we won or lost, but he was a cancer man. So we had to get him the F out. Um but yeah, their their O line is just so bad right now, and like he just he just couldn't do anything. And with the Colts being that bad, I just you know went for for it all and went for Eckler. Um, I originally offered Eckler and Sutton uh, straight up for or Taylor and Sutton for Eckler, and he said if you know if you throw in Alave and I give you one of my wide receivers, um, will you do it? So I took Thielen. Kind of wish I would have taken Garrett Wilson, but that's near, near there. There um, was sad to get rid of Olave. Love him just because I drafted him, but uh, it was a business decision um, to get Eckler. Right. And happy that I did. Yeah, it's been a it's been a great move for you. I think at the time of the trade, I don't think the Taylor injury was as significant, right? Right. Yeah. No. He. Um, I mean, I, he did retweak it during the game as well, which scared me uh, the previous week. Um, yeah. But he, was, he wasn't he was ruled out or anything at that point. Um, right. But SP's wide receivers were just, you know, so bad he needed one. And Olave's, you know, top-end wide receiver too right now. I think he's wide receiver 13 on the year and very consistent. And he just... Uh, got a little desperate for one, um, and JT still had a little uh, name value there left over, so I kind of absolutely you know, kind of took advantage of that. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Let's let's take a look at Week Nine, Jack. Um, a big, I kind of a make it or break it week in our league. Um, a lot of teams uh, trying to maintain or keep some playoff hopes alive, and. Let's start things, Jack, with um, your matchup versus Wemby Watch. Um, great team name, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this, Jack. We've, we're going to talk about Wemby here, and maybe this is the last time we, we give him 
we discuss them so much, especially because a lot of this stuff is all um, negative, and we're a positive podcast primarily, so we like to keep it positive, but we're also data-driven, and we've pulled some really good data tonight, Jack. So um, your matchup with with Wemby was a, just a blowout, uh, kind of went as expected. Um, I, I'll say this. I think Wemby has caught some bad breaks. Um, one with the Brandon Cooks just like sitting out like mm-hmm. that. I think hurt his team this week. Darren Waller's injury is just keeps continues to linger. Um, I think there there was one other thing, Jack. But um, what it boils down to is that he his starting lineup is trash. He's throwing out a, a trash lineup, and I, I think, okay, how, how could we quantify this? And Sweaty Subs did a, um, did a little something with uh, salaries. I thought what was much more relevant is actually like their weekly fan duel salaries. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to start Sam's team with your fan, like in a fan duel uh, contest, what, what kind of salary would that cost you? So, Sam's team last week. Same starters of Cousins, A.J. Dillon, Pacheco, Alec Pierce, Hurst, who I like. Hurst is a great tight end. Um, Zay Jones, Robert Woods, and his defense would have cost you $45,000 on draft or on FanDuel. Um, In comparison, I just looked at uh, three other teams, one being your team, which would have cost um, $9,000 more. Uh, Kehoe's team, which would have been $57,000. Uh, 57,900, so we'll just round up to 58. And then Phil's team, uh, 53,300. Uh, so basically, Sam's throwing out a lineup of like really like two less players, like from a FanDuel perspective, like, you know, two $5,000 players. Like that's how big of a disadvantage he is going into each week, just like to quantify it. Um, his team is trash. So I thought that was an interesting way to think about it. Um, that he, he's such an underdog going into these matchups. Yeah. I mean, th- I think this lineup was was the worst of it, too. I mean, looking on his bench, he had Gordon. Not that he's great or anything, but still, you know, serv- more serviceable than who he started. Keenan Allen, Najee, Waller, Cooks, Brees Hall on IR. So, um, I mean, just throughout a, a historically bad lineup. Um, I even texted him. I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not trying to like be mean or anything. Like I have been there, but this lineup is really funny. And he just, (laughs) (laughs) and he just laughed at it. He's like, dude, it's so funny. It's so bad right now. Um, so I think at this point with where he's at in points for, um, plus the record, I think you can, uh, I think you probably accept it at this point that it, it's a bumper. So honestly, you know, just ripping the Band-Aid off now instead of last year. There's three of us, you, me, and Clay, that coming down yep. to the last week decided bumper. Uh, so the stress levels last year were just so high week over week. And I think mm-hmm. Sam can finally just be like, you know what, I'm just going to, um, you know, swallow my pride a little bit. Uh, still tier one owner, um, just not my year. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's running out of tradable assets. Like, I'm not really sure what else he can do at this point. Um, you had pulled some some data, Jack, from uh, a points for perspective. Um, how does his team line up with like kind of the historical? Yeah, uh, yeah. Last so teams? Uh, last year was the the only other year where um, it was 14 games. Um, and uh, I was last place as far as points for go, and I averaged 92 points per game. Um, well, actually, the la- the previous year was uh, 13 games. Uh, we did not have a kicker two years ago as well. I think that was our first year without a kicker, and Clay averaged 89 points per game. Um, in comparison through, what is it? Nine games now, Sam is averaging 70 points per game. So a full 20 points per game less. And and that's comparing apples to to apples right there. Um, We pulled the data over the last, since 2012. Now that, you know, you brought up a great point during prep and data collection that, um, you know, we did have IDPs in the beginning. We also had kickers. 
Um, and every year was still at least 90, 95 points per game. Um, you know, I don't think a six points from a kicker was going to make that much of a, a difference there. Um, the only other really bad year uh, comes from DMAL in 2017, where failed to score a thousand points on the year, averaged 80 points per game. And that's with a kicker. So very close to, to Sam's bad year uh, and somehow did not get bumper. I was uh, still myself. A um, <laughs> couple notable, notable multi uh, winners of least points for uh, Clay in 2020 and 2018, a two-time winner. Uh, D-Mal, a two-time winner in 2015, 2017 of least points for. Uh, Lane, a three-time winner. Uh, 2019, 2014, 2012, and shout out in 2013, Nick Story, uh, least points for, and don't think he ever returned to the league. So the polar bear, he's out. Yikes! Been hibernating ever since. Yeah, the the points for is interesting because it usually what we're seeing here is it doesn't align with who gets bumper. I think this year, the those two those two things will align. Um, but that, that's why I had suggested in the past of having like a little bumper playoff bracket. Um, that way, even if you have like a decent year, you kind of get screwed with the variance of bad matchups and a lot of points against, you still got a chance to escape bumper. Yeah, um, agreed. But there, I've, I'm totally on board with that because I feel like I, being a, a multi-year bumper or multi-time bumper champ, um, I felt like I actually put together some decent teams at the end of years just because of how many trades I made um, and felt like if we went to a playoffs, like I would have avoided it. But um, up for debate. For some reason, it you know, it's voting day. No, it's never on the ballot, man. It's oh, yeah. Ne- happy voting day, Jack. Happy voting day. It's never on the ballot. So uh, maybe next year. Yeah, the ballot is just so informal. It's hard, it's hard to get anything on that thing. Yeah, I'll say that. very Despite tough. the number of times you can write into league office, it's just they, that ballot is hard, hard <laughs> to break. I, don't th- I think uh, the suggestion box to the league office is very similar to the suggestion box in, uh, from the office. Um, there's gum in it. There's trash in it. It's just... Uh, it's never read. There's three-year-old items in there. Very bad. Very yep. bad. Yep, I certainly agree. Looking at a couple other Week 9 matchups, we can touch on mine versus Phil's. Uh, not much to say here other than uh, Mixon uh, had a, scored a shit ton of touchdowns. And then uh, my good little luck charm, Jack. I haven't shared this with uh, the podcast yet. Eno Benjamin is my good luck charm. Okay. Um, I like that. I bid $17 on him. Uh, Coach Foss's favorite number, Rick Fox, number 17. Um, the good luck charm, Eno Benjamin. I'm not losing with him on my roster. Not necessarily I'm starting him, but okay. just him being in the locker room, good luck charm. Just want to let the, the league um, on notice if you want to trade for him. I think he can provide you that similar luck because he's still tied to that number 17. Um, Coach Foss, Rick Fox, number 17, good luck charm, Eno Benjamin. Okay, maybe um, maybe Wemby might reach out to you, and who knows? He's he's just he's that guy when it comes to a locker room. You know Benjamin. Um, moving on. I, I mean, do you have anything to say about this matchup? There, I don't think we really need to talk about it. Um, not a lot. Um, no, maybe we'll just touch base. Uh, on... Higby went to Chick-fil-A. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, might touch base on, on your team though. I've got some comments on your team, uh, come power rankings, um, trending back in the right direction. I think you, uh, weathered the storm there, partner, a couple good pickups this week. You know, I'll just talk about it now. Just talk about it now. Um, (laughs) um, well, a, you got Patty back immediately comes in scores two touchdowns. That's, that's huge for you. Um, and then Josh Palmer, you want off waivers and Jeff Wilson, both seem to be honestly starters moving forward. Um, maybe Palmer, not so much. Um, more like just like a flex play. Um, but Jeff Wilson, I mean, got majority of the snaps in Miami. Scored a touchdown. More the receiving back there. Knows the system. So uh, two good pickups for you this week, partner. Um, might help you trend in the right back in the right direction. Not that you were like you're still six and three, but. 
Um, yeah. Your team no, had my, some my, some gaps for a little. My team has had gaps this whole year. Um, but somehow when just the week comes around, just having like Hertz and Kelsey just make up for the gaps, you know? So yeah. skated by um, Palmer's kind of like a Mike Williams handcuff. And then surprisingly, Jeff Wilson um, might turn into something. So we'll see. Uh, Tallahassee Love versus SPLLC. Uh, man, just a disappointing outing here for, for SP with, with 64 points. Kind of was in a pinch. Um, where he had to start Drake London. I was in a similar situation where I was scouring the waivers for anybody that's playable, and I think SP was in a similar situation of throwing um, London in the flex. But, like, with JT out, SP's team is just extremely average. Um, Aaron Jones got hurt, too, so um, that's that really hindered him. But even if, you know, Aaron Jones puts up 20 points, still not a close matchup. Um Lane's team, on the other hand, uh, 103 is pretty solid. Tyreek Hill has got to be the number one wide receiver, right, at this point? Yeah, um, yeah, he is. Great draft pick by by Lane. I think he's been on his team the whole year. So um, what were your thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, I kind of like the, the Tua-Tyreek stack. is kind of fun. Uh, it would be fun to root for. Yeah. Um, you know, he made that trade, got Miles Sanders, um, who... You know, he doesn't really catch a lot of balls, but he's just on a really, really great offense and, you know, gets the volume there. And they had, you know, the the best matchup this week possible for a running back, and he found the end zone. Um, and Juju's been, you know, pretty good for them still. He got 13.8 points, and that's three good weeks in a row for, for Juju. So, um, you know, Lane's team, I, I don't mind it by any means. I think he's definitely... Uh, on the right side of the playoff picture in my eyes. And uh, he just beat his, I think his biggest foe for uh, that final playoff spot. Um, and I think SP is kind of trending in the, the wrong direction now. Um, JT's hurt. Who knows the whole status of the Colts? Um, super. I mean, they, if JT gets healthy again, like they could just turn in the running the ball, just an F ton and JT could get back. But um yeah, I don't know. Just not great wide receiver still. London and Pitts are just bad. So uh, I don't know what SP's going to do. He might have to do some some restructuring still. But, um, yeah, I feel like he's kind of trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, I think SP's, SP's hope here is Jonathan Taylor just comes back into form because he needs him to. He doesn't really have any other assets. I mean, he could probably flip Aaron Jones around. Um, he's probably going to want to keep Garrett Wilson, so I don't see him really trading him. So, not sure. Not sure what SP is going to do, other than just you know, uh, send some prayers that the Colts start running the ball more effectively. Uh, next matchup: Reggie versus D Kirk, and this was just a depressing week for D Kirk. I, what I picture for him was. You know the that Simpsons uh, gif where the grandpa's walking into the bar? Yeah. And then he just turns right back out? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of like D. Kirk and his fantasy team right now. It's like, what's the point? You put in all this effort, it's kind of time just to, to hang up the hat. Like, um, we talk about him in playoffs, but he comes out here with, and I think a very, very winnable matchup. I think I would have probably bet on D. Kirk going into this one. Yeah. And... I mean, 64 points. Um, I'd say this. D. Kirk had some really good waiver pickups in Deion Jackson and Likely this week. Um, unfortunately, didn't pan out. Uh, Dobbs gets hurt right away. D.J. Moore comes back down to earth. Allen Robinson was never a good play to begin with. Um, but there wasn't much out there on the waivers, like I said earlier. Um, and Reggie just, you know, he showed up. Justin Fields with an incredible week. It's hard to... Uh, to get a win when you're going up against a QB that scores 43 points. Um, and then Cooper Cup does his thing. And then Kenyon Drake was a good trade. Um, Jack, what were your thoughts on this one? Um, and an absolute blowout for Reggie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with everything you said. You know, before the week started, I think we all would have, you know, picked uh, D. Kirk to win this one based off, 
you know, uh, Reggie starting fields, who's been good, but, you know, no one was expecting 43 points, didn't even have any running backs. Um, you know, he, he does did have his three wide receivers, but, you know, you, you thought D. Kirk would still compete. Um, but, man, Romeo Dobbs, I was, uh, D-Dog stayed for the, the 1 o'clock games, and he got hurt on, like, the first possession Took the wind right out of his sails, uh, and it was just a snowball effect after the Dobbs injury for the rest of the day um, for D Dog. And you know, wondering, wondering where D Dog's at right now. Um, you know, he's going going to Columbia for the yeah. next ten days. Um, he's three and six. Team's a little banged up. Um, he's got Andrews on a bye. So you know, what? Where's he at? Um, what's his commitment level? Um, you know, is he is he worried about you know his uh, his sales next year for the packet or draft kit? Um, so, you know, I, I just I mean, don't know. Is, it's kind of an interesting case study here. It's like he, he I think he would if he got if he wins this week, he's right in the thick of things for the playoff hunt. So he holds on to Chubb and he holds on to AU through the bye. I bet he was trying to flip AU. Uh, I don't. I didn't hear of any uh, trying to flip Chubb, you know, the number one RB. And he loses this week, and I think he's like, I think he's done. I don't think he has a chance of making playoffs. So I think he took a risk um, because he likely saw himself winning this week, similar to how everybody else did. Yeah. Maybe he took the matchup a little bit for granted, thinking he can, you know, play Deion Jackson and play Allen Robinson um, and still get the win. Um, and he did it. I don't know where he goes from here. Maybe he'll go on a fire cell, or maybe he'll just uh, phone it in and just call it a year. Uh, time will tell, Jack. Time will tell. Time time will tell. Um, and and in classic Reggie fashion, uh, Fields goes off, and uh, I'm sure we all were getting texts about Justin Fields now and <laughs> league winner. And uh, when good things happen to Reggie, we all we all know we all know Reggie's winning that week. Yep, that's a fair fair point. Um, Brother Man versus Muertos, um, a really high-profile matchup here between two studs of teams, and um, there's a really consistent performance here from, from Carl's guys. Um, multiple guys over 20 points, um, and Burr was right there at 19. Um, Chris Grodman's been a little bit of a letdown for him, but, I mean, Carl's... Carl's team is is rocking and rolling. I think he's on a W four right now. Um, no no gaps in the roster. And then this is kind of what happens when um, you, I guess looking at I was going to say you put your eggs into the Bills basket, but I mean they still performed all right with the exception of Singletary. And Brother Men still scored ninety nine points, so nothing to be down about. He, his bench is, is very weak, um, but once Debo comes back, um, his his starting roster is, is really solid. I, I think I see a trade in his future, trying to maybe get Lockett for a running back, something like that. Um, but really no reason to panic if you're brother man. No. Uh, what, nope. are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, no reason to panic. Uh, definitely needs to trade. I mean, he's got four good wide receivers. Needs to trade one of them. Uh, I mean, obviously he won't trade Diggs with Allen, so Waddle, Lockett, or or Debo, um, Hawkinson, eleven and a half points in his first game with the Vikings. So yeah, um, that's that's encouraging in a in a weak tight end spot. Um, I'm I'm actually a little concerned about Uncle Lenny. Um, really, they've just struggled to run the ball. Uh, Rashad White looks a little better, and I think at this point. You know, he has Rashad White. I feel like you almost want him to just fully take over. Um, right. You know, they're, they're getting to the point where they're splitting a lot more. Um, and I think you just kind of want a, a workhorse, obviously. Um, and, or maybe, you know, he could also trade, like, Singletary and a wide receiver for a, a good running back. Um, I don't think, you know, playing Josh Allen, Diggs, and, and Singy uh, is, you know, always the, the best play there. But... <laughs> Um, overall though, yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're nitpicking brother man right now. Um, yeah. you know, obviously he's been at the top of the ranks all year. Um, just went up against a, a tough matchup with Muertos and man, ETN looks really, really good right now. Just piling on the stats. Um, 
So, you know, Carl's team very, very good right now. Yep, definitely looking like um, the force to be reckoned with. Let's jump to Pacers country. Let's ride versus Scotty here. Um, uh, Scotty scores 90 or 89 points. Kehoe gets 111. Kehoe's team um, scoring 111 with your QB going for 12 is pretty impressive. Um, that being said, his defense did score 26. But They I mean, kind of flip-flop no, there. Yeah, a little bit of a flip-flop there, but it's no secret that Let's Ride is just is crushing right now. I think he's on a W4 as well. Yeah, he is. Um, so absolutely rolling. This looks to be a lock for the playoffs. I'll say this about Scott's team. I don't get, I still don't get what he's doing with this whole Cardinals thing. You are just capping your upside so, so much. And I, I wonder at this point, like what the Cardinals offense is, like ranked across the league. My guess it's below league average and like points scored. Um, you're just, you, he's rode this Cardinals ship into like it's sank. He, I, I don't think he has a chance for playoffs. He's made 11 moves this year, Jack. So he's not out there making trades. He's not really active on the waivers. Um, Scott just, he seems to have different priorities this season. I think, you know, we more, normally get much more activity from Scott. Um, so the, the lack of movement is not surprising just because, you know, he hasn't been chatting up the group me. He's been doing his own thing this year. I think he's out of the playoffs. Um, I don't have much sympathy for him this year because I, I, did, I just didn't see his strategy from day one working out. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, obviously, when you have four players from one team, your upside is is very capped. Um, and outside of last week where he put up like 140 against D-Dog, um, I think that was his first time over 100 points this year. So, you know, he kind of came back to, to 90. Um, you know, he also has two Reds or uh, Commanders players. Um, definitely a bottom bottom offense there. So, yeah, kind of tough. Um, Kamara had a terrible Dude, game as well. Dude, it's kind of funny. He also has three Ravens on his bench. Like, <laughs> he just he must love these teams, and he's gonna ride them, uh, ride them into the dirt. Like, um, and if he if he sorry, dropped Mooney ahead. and put in Penny, then he'd have two Seahawks. He'd have like fifteen players from like four teams. Yeah, Pretty impressive. He, I mean, his team. When you just look at it, it's like, dude, these are good names. These are good players. Um, but then it's like, why does he only have three wins? Well, I think it's because this is what happens when you play a bunch of players from the same team. And obviously Hopkins was out too. Um, Rashad Penny, you know, injured, blah, blah, blah. Um, overall, uh, I don't, we'll get to playoffs, but I don't, I don't see Scott in the, um, in the hunt whatsoever. Not saying he can't squeak out some more wins, like, cause he's got kind of a, um, some good, a good, some good players, but I think he should have made some moves a long time ago. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, that ship has has kind of sailed. But uh, yeah, I mean, I got my eyes on Hopkins down there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it might take yeah, me three we'll weeks to process a trade, but uh, you never know. And I'm playing him this week, so that's always tough to trade with. But I feel like yes. at this point, too, he's got the Murray-Hopkins stack. Like, there's no way he's even going to trade him. No, that's, like, that's the one thing you want to hold on to. It yeah. should have been, like, a, you know, a trade for James Conner, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, whatever. Um, week 10, I think that covers everything week 9, Jack. Week 10, is there anything you're looking forward to? Let's take a look at the old scoreboard here. Um, Nuts versus I mean, Tallahassee, I mean, that's a big game. Um you know, especially I think more on Tallahassee's end, uh, kind of a prove it game for him. Um, you know, I think you know for you, it's potential seeding. You know, your your point, your what third or fourth right now? Uh, I think third um, points are starting to matter now. So um, you know, if we're all bunched, that's going to help your your seeding, and the buy is still up for grabs. So big game there. Um, I'm on Raw versus D Dog is a for sure playoff elimination game there. So someone's going to get the old X next to the standings. Um, And then I kind of like Reggie and Pacers country. Let's ride. Um, You know, Reggie's feeling good with the new quarterback, Um, you know, and 
Pacers country is very hot right now. Um, I kind of think his trade with Lane actually made his team a hair worse. I just don't like Montgomery. Um, and Herbert, I think, just has name value this year and has consistently kind of been underperforming. Um, but we'll see. Um, I think that's a, that's a big matchup there. Yeah, I think, I think you about nailed it there. Let's let's jump into the playoff hunt because this kind of talks about week 10 as well. Jack, so we have five weeks left. Um, one more week than we're used to. In the past, seven wins has been enough for playoffs. Um, but that's with one less game. So let's say eight eight wins and some you know, some decent points for I think is you're gonna be in. I think seven wins has a chance. Um, but I think seven eight is gonna be that, that line. So if we look at standings right now, and we, we scoot all the way down to the bottom. You know, you, Wemby Watch has a 0% chance um, in my eyes and also in um, IBM Watson's eyes. Um, Scott has three wins. D-Dog has three wins. And Phil has three wins. Uh, so I think for them to have a chance, they're going to have to go four for five. Um, for them to have a, like go five for five to me is, is not possible. Um, so I, I think as it stands right now, we could cross those four off and at least eight teams for seven spots. Um, and with the way that SP's team is trending, I, I dare I say the top seven right now will be the, the seven people in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree, uh, unless there's some changes or, or injuries that could derail, one of the teams I'm looking at last year's standings because last year we did have 14 games the first year. Um, Sam was seven and seven. There were five teams at seven and seven, um, and one of those teams did not make it. So seven wins does not guarantee you a playoff spot. Uh, eight probably will. Um, so then going back, going back to to this year, um, yeah, I mean you got to feel good about the the five, six, and three teams there. Um, you know, all really good rosters, points four are really high, so you got to assume that that's gonna, you know, win any tiebreakers. Um, you know, we we like Pacers Country Less Right as well on a hot streak, and yeah, I mean, I give the nod to Tennis Tallahassee Love over SPLC right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think yeah, the top seven in the standings do look like it, but a lot could change, you never know, yeah. Certainly, I mean, five weeks left, a lot of time, a lot more injuries to be had. Um, But two tier one managers are going to miss the playoffs in my eyes, Jack. What are your thoughts on that? Um, Weird year. Yeah. I mean, we got potential all three tier four players in the the playoffs or tier four owners. A couple tier ones missing it. So um, there might be a a big offseason for the ownership tier. Uh, algorithm yeah. first year you know it's their first year um that algorithm much different less data um but yeah you know great yeah. year i think it was a prove it year for the tier four owners you know a little pissed yeah i think i mean that definitely did inspire you guys like you you guys have definitely been motivated by that yeah, i love <laughs> how you you kind of carry the, the the tier four like on your chest as an emblem something to be proud of like yep. hey Yep, four. Um, we we throw them up, you know. We throw the the tier four fourth quarters up quite a bit, you know, over here. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be D Kirk's first time missing playoffs. Um, I think uh, he he had a bad draft, but has made some really good trades. But it's just not going to be. I think uh, losing to D Mal this week is going to tank him. And if you look at the draft, um, I think. I think Phil's another really solid manager who's going to miss the draft this year or miss the playoffs. Um, but I won't really attribute this to Phil making any mistakes. If you go back and look at Phil's draft, it was actually really solid. Um, he didn't really make any mistakes uh, from the draft perspective. He, he made some tough trades, uh, but he made like he drafted Amari Cooper. Uh, Chwanta Williams got hurt, so that that really hurt him. Um, who did he get in the second round? It was it was somebody Chubb. solid. Yeah, he got Chubb in the second round, who he traded. 
Um, he didn't really have any misses in the draft. And, like, if you look at uh, Sam's team, like, he just had straight misses except Brees Hall, who got hurt. Um, so I think a little bit of uh, bad luck for Phil um, in that he was just on the wrong side of all those trades. Um, I don't know if that's luck per se, but um, I think Phil Phil will be back is basically what I'm getting at because I think he's he's a solid drafter. Yeah, and speaking of those two teams, um, they are kind of significantly ahead of everyone in points against. Uh, D-Dog, most points against, 987. <laughs> Phil, second most, 973, which is 50 points ahead of uh, 10th place or whatever, third with most points against with uh, of Scotty there. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's part of fantasy football. And uh, I think there's going to be some defensive coordinator firings uh, in the offseason with those two organizations. Unacceptable on the defensive side. So if if we have SP and Scott missing Jack, where do you think those those guys went wrong? If if we haven't already touched on that already, um, man, I think they put too much stock into the Week One uh, Heffern Bowl uh, and focused. They thought it was a a sprint, not a marathon. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to attribute it to just kind of you know off season priorities were a little mixed up. Um, and they were kind of more focused on that matchup and not their uh, not the longevity of the season. Yeah, yeah, they got they got it wrong. Uh, their Super Bowl was Week One, and I think that that hurt them. Yeah. Um, Rest of the year was just uh, you know whatever. Not more playoff implications for SP in their second matchup, whenever that is. Um, you know, we're we're not counting SP out by any means. I'll say that SP schedule is kind of favorable down the stretch here. Um, I think he he does really have a chance because if Josh Allen sits this week, uh, that'll uh, significantly hurt brother man, right, with Josh Allen being out and Diggs being worse. Um, and then I forget who else he plays, but he's got – he still has Sam on the schedule. Um, he's got Scott, I think, again. Like, he, he's got a chance uh, to make a run. Uh, but I still like Wayne's team more unless um, JT really flips a switch. Yep, and and you know we can like a team more, but you know if they're if SP and and Lane aren't playing each other every week, it just depends, you know, on on matchups. And uh, SP does have have good matchups, um, you know, potentially against a Josh Allenless Brotherman, Skirts, Scotty, D Mal, and then and then Phil. So um, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting. Uh, last five weeks here for the the final few playoff spots. Yeah, we uh, we mentioned our prep. We should see if we get the flex. Get the flex lane versus SP. Flex them into week fourteen. Yeah, uh, Sunday night flex them. Yeah, uh, Jack. Power rankings here. Uh, before we dive into that, uh, D Kirk made a comment like, "Whose brain does this come out of?" These rankings. Let's be clear, Jack. There's there's no brain here. No. It's all algorithm. We are simply um, transferring um, the information to our listeners. Um, and it is what it is. He didn't like his ranking, and guess what? He put up 64 points. Like, yeah. It, it was right. The data, you know? I mean, the algo knows. It yeah, knows. the algo knows. It, it's um, funny. He, he was saying that it was uh, the algorithm uh, and whose brain is very emotional driven when he only talked about his team because he was upset with his position uh, and where the algorithm put him. So very hypocritical of him to, to say that um, and only talk about himself. Um, but, you know, whatever. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Jake, what, do we got, what do we got cooked up this week? What we got cooked up. So what's the algo spit now? Um, man, couple changes here in the last last two weeks here. A lot can change in fantasy football in two weeks. Uh, for the first time on top this year, uh, we have Muertos. Um, we've been talking about his team all year. Great team. Didn't manufacture some wins early on, um, but really found uh, a rhythm here. Has made some good trades. Um, you know, even without Jamar Chase, he, he still looks really good and, and wants to Chase comes back, could have the best starting lineup out there. Um, number two, we actually have Reggie. Um, 
might have gotten, you know, a, kind of a jam in, in Justin Fields if he can keep it up. Um, just, you know, decided to run the ball and it's opened up a lot for him. Um, you know, I think he broke a, a NFL record for most rush yards by a QB last week. So, I mean, he's not going to get, you know, 43 points per week out of him. But still, it just shows the upside of Fields and McCaffrey's upside on, on the Niners is very high. So, I think preseason, we said those were the two best teams. And uh, here in post-week nine, uh, I think they might be. Um, I'll take number three here. Uh, we got Brethamon. Um, you know, he played Muertos this week. Still pretty much put up 100. Um, not not worried about Brethamon at all. Um, and I think uh, he still is going to make some some transactions here to improve that roster. So Brethamon sitting very comfortable at three there. Yeah, I think the this top three make a lot of sense. Um, number four, Jack, we got you. Um, you made a great trade for Eckler. Um, you got a, a deep roster. Uh, you're, you're poised to make a, a nice push. You know, you'd probably like to be back at number one, you know, where, where you were four weeks ago in our rankings. Um, but hey, you know, nobody hey, wants there's only to one dog. There's only one time we want to be number one, and that's not right now. Right. That's what I was going to say, looking at last year's stuff a little bit for this pod. Like, Carl won it last year. He was 7-7. Seven and seven. Wow. So, something to think about. Uh, number five, got myself uh, the nuts here. Um, kind of been hovering around, you know, four, five, three, four, five, six throughout the year. Uh, nothing crazy. Got Patty uh, back. You got Patty back. Got Patty back, and I still got Eno on the squad. More <laughs> importantly, I still got Eno down there. Um Number six, let's ride. Um, really, really solid team Keo's put together here. Um, he's kind of been, uh, me and him have kind of been flirting around the, the four, five, six spots all year. Um, but he, yeah, he's doing a great job over there. Uh, dropping Russ, you know, getting getting him out of the team name has, has done him wonders. Yeah, he just cancer, cancer to the locker room. It's what JT was for me. I get it. Yep, we've all been there. Uh who we got at 789? 789, we got Tallahassee, uh, the, the racehorse. Um, sitting at 7. Uh, got the, the Dolphins stack going this year. Uh, I do kind of like the, the Miles Sanders pickup for them. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I don't mind Lane's team at, at all, and I definitely think that, you know, he has a, a playoff roster here, um, and I think he is going to gonna edge out. Uh, SP and whoever else you know potentially makes a push there, and uh, yep. let's see. Yeah, then we got number eight is Scotty. Actually, uh, getting Hopkins back has been pretty big. Avoided an injury with DK. Uh, McLaurin has actually been uh, a lot better with Heineke recently as well. Um, so you know he he's got good players. James Conner's back. Kamara's had you know some big games so um you know i think it's a little too little too late and should have diversified his team a little bit but uh you know i kind of like where he's at the last few weeks here and, and the algorithm or the algorithm like that um <laughs> and then we got splc um definitely trending in the wrong direction uh, that that trade I think kind of hurt his roster a little bit again needs jt to to get back um and also I think he put a lot of eggs into Mostart uh, as well. And now with Jeff Wilson all of a sudden taking 50% of the snaps or over that, uh, we're going to have to keep an eye on in that backfield and see uh, how that affects his team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Jeff Wilson trade it was a huge blow to SP's team. Not something he probably could have imagined. Um, but yeah, SP, uh, a follower here, dropping two spots from seven to nine. Uh, D-Dog, D-Dog stays at 10. He was 10 two weeks ago, uh, despite having, you know, a decent core of guys, just not putting it together. Um, uh, a lot of points against, but at the same time, not a ton of points for. Um, really fighting for his life. I think he's got to run the table. Got to uh, run the table. and Or at least go four for five, which is, which is really hard to do. It is um, with a trade deadline, but <clears throat> if, he, if he allocates the time, uh, I think he, I think he can make it work, but uh, I'm, I want to, I want to bet on it. 
right? Um, 11, Phil, and then 12, Sam. Uh, Phil's got a good squad, uh, just kind of got unlucky. Uh, looking at his draft in a little more detail, he did have one miss. George Kittle in the fifth really hasn't panned out. Um, but besides that, really solid draft. And honestly, missing on your fifth-round pick is not a deal-breaker. Um, I drafted Allen Robinson in the fourth this year. Um, yeah. So you, I feel like you can you can get plenty of picks wrongs, at least you know one or two in the top five and still be okay. Um, I, think, but yeah. I think another problem is he took, what, Mahomes in the fourth and then yeah. Kittle in the fifth. So um, although Mahomes has been great and probably fourth round is not bad for Mahomes, I think you're just losing a lot of those positions. Like, you take one or the other. Take a QB or a, a tight end, uh, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's then point. you take the other one later. Um, and then, you know, you just kind of lose some some upside, in my opinion. Um, you know, taking those two and you could get a positional player. But, um, yeah, you know, just kind of uh, some bad breaks for Phil and um, just, you know, maybe just not his year. Not his year, not his year. Uh, just, you know, bad variance for Phil. Number 12 is Wemby. Uh, I talked a lot about Wemby starting uh, just a, a ridiculous roster right now. Could get better with, with Keenan Allen coming back. Um like Brandon Cooks maybe joining the, the team again, um, but I mean, just expectations are rock bottom. So you want um, you want to hear something funny as I'm looking through the draft draft recap? Yeah, your good luck charm was drafted by Wemby in the 12. Well, I mean, what did how how quickly did he drop him? Uh, I don't know, but uh, well, I'll say this: the good luck came from the seventeen dollar bid. Coach Foss's favorite number, Rick Fox. That's where it came from. So that's when he kind of became the good luck charm. So that's I'll, funny because that. you added Eno. Yeah, you're right because you added him three times for zero dollars before, <laughs> <laughs> before the seventeen dollar edition. I dropped him, and I was like, you know what? This guy deserves a little more value to his name. Dropping him, I'm gonna re-sign him, but this time for some money. What what yeah, there you go. It's just a confidence thing with him. And I'd like to know right. what the second place bid was that, that week. That must have been the oh, I, uh, I think it was time. like zero. Okay. Like I, I don't I think it was one of those where somebody bids a lot and I mean you obviously had anything. eyes for you know if you picked him up four times before that. So <laughs> I was all over the, the Eno train. <laughs> um all right, Jack. I don't I don't have anything else. Uh good luck week ten. Um what do you got? Anything before we we uh bid farewell. Um just a yeah, exciting week coming up. Uh people are starting to as Tallahassee would stay, you know, we're we're getting towards rounding uh turn four here for the final straightaway to the playoffs. So uh, mm-hmm. people are, are jostling for position a little bit now. Um and uh fun to be a part of it for once. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Last year, we were just trying to avoid bumper. Yeah. Um, All right, man. Well, that's all I got. All right. All right, peace.